You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. It's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm joined by Nick and Kellen from the band Stacked Like Pancakes. Hey guys, I met you both a few weeks ago in Townsend, Maryland and Philly while you, uh, when you played with my friends in Keep Flying. Thanks for letting me interview you. Also, I gave you my For Your Strong hat because I know you like them so much, Nick. So, you're welcome for that. Thank you very much for this thanks hat, Thanks for man. having us. And thanks, yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's a so, pleasure yeah. to be here. You guys can both answer any of these you want. So what do you guys do in Stack Like Pancakes? Uh, I am the lead singer, uh, songwriter. Uh, I, I play rhythm guitar because I'm not a great guitarist. And uh, I started the band in 2007. Wow. Long time ago. Yeah. So uh, uh, go ahead. when did Stack Like Pancakes start? Yeah, 2007 in a suburb of uh, uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Well, not really a suburb. Rural Maryland in Carroll County. Uh, I started it in high school. Um, but hang on. Uh, Nick, tell us what you do in the band. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. I, I play the bass. Nice. You, yeah. And, and, Kellen, and backing vocals. Oh yeah, I I sing a little bit too, but Kellen's being modest. He's actually a very g- good guitar player. Thank you. I I'm average. I promise. <laughs> Gabe, you're probably way better than me. Uh, actually, no, I, I know. No, I saw you shred on stage. You are better than me. Well, that was the <laughs> forty second song. You played a whole set without messing up. So <laughs> you think I didn't mess up? <laughs> <laughs> it, that was my favorite 40 seconds of the whole night I, yeah. I will say thanks so where's stack like pancakes from and do you all still live there so i started the band in uh hampstead or i guess westminster maryland um and n- none of us ha- have anything to do with westminster maryland uh <laughs> at this time um i have lit so i after high school, I, the band kind of moved to Towson, Maryland, which is where I went to college at Towson University. Um, I met uh, many people like throughout the time, the, um, the time of going from high school to college, a, a huge transitional period for any, any, everybody uh, at that age. And uh, so some people, um, uh, for a bunch of different reasons, mostly perfectly fine. Uh, didn't want to be in the band anymore. Um, and, you know, ventured off to, to different things. Uh, but I met a bunch of people in college who eventually joined the band um, and then getting into more and more shows and slowly starting to build a touring uh, uh, repertoire. Uh, met uh, Nick and Steve, who are or i guess i should say were in uh, another band uh called solios solios opened for stack like pancakes and then uh we kind of just stayed in touch ever since ever since ever since and uh eventually like the relationship built and they ended up joining the band um but nick where where are you based out of yeah so my my story is a little bit uh not as long as kellen's um but uh, I started my own ska band uh, when I was in college with our uh, other guitar player, Steve, who is unfortunately unable to be with us this evening. But um, him and I started a band in college. We were we were just going to be like a uh, like a l- little rock steady reggae band. And that turned into our ska punk band called Solios. And uh, the summer that we started that band, I had gone to Warp Tour. And when I was standing in line um, to get into Warp Tour... There was these uh couple of handsome fellas walking around um playing uh trombone and trumpet and they had a uh, big signs around their necks that said stacked like pancakes 
1.30 p.m. on the Skull Candy stage. And they were playing Super Mario Bros. Just walking out to the lines and playing people, trying to get people to come see their set. And I, I've been hooked ever since. I said, all right, I'm going to go see their set at 1.30. Went and saw their set at 1.30. And I was a fan ever since. And then flash forward about six months after Warp Tour, Solios had only played a handful of shows. We were still a brand new band, just starting out, only playing a little local shows here and then. We never got a chance to open for a touring act until Stacked Like Pancakes went on their self-titled This Is Us tour. I'm not um, sure if you're familiar with that album, but it is yeah. uh, my personal favorite Stacked Like Pancakes album because it reminds me of that great time in my life and where I got to meet Kellen and... Uh, Everybody else in the band got to meet, and we all uh, became lifelong friends with each other. Uh, we ended up playing together again in Pittsburgh, and then once again in Lancaster. And um, Solios had kind of gone our separate ways um, after college. And um, Kellen uh, needed a couple new bandmates, so he said, Hey, I remember that band Solios that we used to play with. We're still good friends. Uh, let's give Nick and Steve a call and see if they want to play a couple of shows. And so it just started off as a little casual relationship. We just played a couple of shows here and there. Uh, Warp Tour 2019, uh, Atlantic City, uh, not well, a big the one, deal. The one show before that, though, uh, which kind of really pushed this all together was the, the Baltimore show um, where we did a benefit for Johns Hopkins Children's Center. That was the very first show. Yep, that was um, my first show with Stack Like yep. Pancakes. Yeah. And I just like, you know, we were going through some bumps in the road with uh, some personnel and the band at the time. And I had like, I was really, really committed and wanted to follow through with supporting this uh, uh, charity and doing this charity event. Um, so yeah, I called my boys, Nick and Steve, and I got a few other friends on stage with me to do SLP songs. And then it just blossomed from there. But I, I, I looking back on it, it was, it was really is, is kind of a special moment to do something that was obviously like bigger than ourselves to do to, you know, we didn't, re we didn't raise hundreds of thousands of dollars or anything crazy like that for Johns Hopkins Children's Center. And I'm sure there are philanthropists that have donated much there are certainly th philanthropists that have donated much larger amounts of money to them, but it's not about the amount. It was about the, you know, giving to the community and supporting the nonprofit and um, coming together for that. And then, yeah, we just kind of became like Nick said, lifelong friends and stayed in touch and kept playing shows. Nice. Um, I think, I think uh, on tour, you said something like, it's only you, Nick, and Steve that are in like the band, and the rest are just villains, right? Yeah, that's basically how we've been operating. Um, and it makes us a lot more flexible uh, to do to take on different opportunities when we're available. Because in the past, um, you know, in in high school and uh, especially in college, you know, there was a point where there were eight or nine people in the band. We've trimmed it down a little bit now, basically just less horn players. Um, but but to to think about potentially nine permanent members with nine different schedules, nine different demanding work schedules, nine different, you know, maybe, you know, relationships and things going on in personal lives. And like once you factor all of those things in, it is really, really difficult to get everyone on the same uh, page with scheduling and committing to shows. So if we're basically trimmed down to a commitment of three band members and we have a bunch of friends, uh, who, like three or four friends who play trumpet, three or four friends who play trombone, three or four friends who play saxophone and then a drummer, and we have a pool uh of of people who are also committed um and great musicians uh then like yeah that makes us a lot more flexible to take on different opportunities in any given moment and they are a, a great rotating cast i will say i i love all the bunches of people that we've got to play with us on stage over the years the lineup that you saw um in uh towson and philadelphia wow. that was by far my favorite Just lineup kiss. uh that, that we've had so far and no disrespect to anyone before that, but uh, like, trust me, you got 
you were in for everyone we played with. Yeah, everyone we played was fantastic though. For real. Yeah, I would say uh we were at our peak those two nights that you saw us though. So I'm happy you got to see us those two nights, Gabe. Yep. I'm try uh I'm trying to learn trumpet and trombone. What? Hit it. Let's go. Let's see what you got. Uh, oh, that was so loud. Okay. <laughs> so I, I learned I learned the the da-na-na-na-na. I don't remember if I I don't know if I remember it, but I think it was like <laughs> not very good at it yet because I've had it for like that's all right. Few weeks. <laughs> Amazing. It's all in the embouchure is what I hear from horn players. So once you develop the embouchure, uh do you know what that is? Embouchure? Uh no. Yeah, that's just like the mouth form basically in the mouth the four technique. He's had it for two weeks, Kellen. Jeez, I know right. All I'm no no no. I'm saying once you develop that, like you're you're gonna be there. Like you got. I'm not uh, Nick. Come on. You think he knows what an embouchure is? Come on, well, man. I Kellen I, Kellen went to, went to college for uh, classical music performance. If you can't tell, Gabe. I'm saying all I'm <laughs> saying is keep at it. It yeah. sounds it's a great start. Keep at it. I have no idea what an embouchure is though. It's a it's there just a, it's a dumb French word. That's all. It's just it's like the mouth shape behind your playing. And it's important. Trumpet players tell me. It sounds like a cool band name. Embouchure. <laughs> it does. Embouchure. Doesn't it sound like a doom metal band? Embouchure. Anyway, yeah, I digress. You sounded great, Gabe. Keep at it. If if yep. you uh keep at it, we'll we'll bring you up on stage and you can play. We'll, we'll we'll have you shift instruments in between songs. You know, you'll play you'll play guitar for one and trumpet for the next and bass yep. for the next, and we'll go the whole way down the line. And we'll never say the word embouchure again. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this shape that I do. <laughs> Pretty sure yeah. that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> that looks great, man. I don't know any better. <laughs> Our trumpet player Gannon will have to. Uh, We'll have to be the judge of that. Uh, yeah. Gannon is is um our trumpet player that you saw us with on those two nights. <laughs> yeah. Um. So do you both like pancakes? Yeah, I prefer French toast, and I know that's kind of ironic because I started the band. Uh, I do prefer French toast. I do love me some pancakes though. Like you can't beat pancakes and bacon for breakfast. Yeah. This is a frequently asked question that we do get. Yeah, it, you can't beat that. But if I had a choice, if I had two plates in front of me, French toast and pancakes, I I would choose the French toast. I'm not, yeah. not going to lie. Can we call stacked like French toast? French, yeah. Not the same ring to it, right? Not the same. Well, still, you feel like it more. I could like <laughs> stack like, yeah, stacked like pancakes works better. But anyways, what are your favorite like pancake toppings? Both of you. Also, another frequent follow-up question that we get. I'll go first. I am a classic chocolate chip pancakes. Nice. With Hershey syrup and regular syrup with a little bit of whipped cream on top. Whew. Um, you know what I tried once and I really, really loved, and you don't see it that often, but I tried raspberries. I just love raspberries. Mm -hmm. um but i tried like you would with blueberries and just like flipping them into it and uh it was pretty bomb i'm not gonna lie did did the kids still say bomb or is that still like this taste this is bomb or something this This is bomb bomb? or is that like five years ago no you're just a boomer kellen (laughs) (laughs) boomer get out of here like, they don't say it as much, but, like, sometimes. All right. So, I'm still hip is what you're saying, Gabe. You kinda. just use the word hip. You... Kind of. <laughs> you just use the word hip. Oh, yeah. That's funny. You just keep digging the hole. <laughs> yeah. Once, like, once you said, uh, once you're saying the bomb, like, I was like, okay, kind of. And then you started saying, uh, you am I hip like you kids nowadays? And I was like, eh. "You're like that meme. How do you do, fellow kids? How do you do, you know? fellow kids? Yeah, with Steve yep. Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, that's gonna be our next uh, 
That's going to be our next meme that we post in our Discord. It's going to be that meme, but Kellen's face instead. <laughs> Let's do it. Ambusher. Mr. Ambusher. Any chance yeah. I can get to make fun of myself, man. Gabe, what are, what are your favorite pancake toppings? I want to know. So um, a lot of my dad makes blueberry pancakes. Those are pretty good. Yeah, I'd probably say like blueberry pancakes, just butter and syrup. It's pretty good. Nice. I've never had you ever ha- on it, though. Maybe. You ever had like I haven't been to I IHOP in a long time, but they don't they have like crazy syrup flavors? Maybe like I a think. whole like arsenal of like strawberry, blueberry, something and something syrup. I don't Probably. know. I haven't been there in a while. They have but like if you do IHOP like, is crazy. Okay, I used to work there. Pancakes. I don't like doing this, but I used to work there. They have poisonberry, <laughs> blueberry, strawberry, and regular. <laughs> okay. All right. That, but that so like if you do blueberry pancakes with strawberry syrup, oh, that's a lot of fruit. That might be really good though. That would like, probably raspberries in it. You know, like, you know what the the kids would say that would be pretty bomb. Gabe, Gabe, okay, I got a good one for you. I'm sorry, I'm flipping the script on you. I know this is your podcast and everything, but I need to know. So, if okay, your top. Um, three favorite hardcore bands that you've interviewed on this podcast. Describe them in pancake topping or pancake flavors. We're Go. flipping the script on you, Gabe. I like. Do it. I say the band like two or just just have to describe them? Say the band and what pancake flavor you would describe them as. Mm. Okay. So does it have to be a hardcore band or can it be like a punk band too? It could be either one. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, so Brian Baker, he loves cherry pie. So I'm going to go like, I don't know if there's really cherry pancakes, but cherry pancakes for bad religion because I interviewed okay. Brian Baker. Nice. Um, I listened to that interview, by the way, that was a great interview. Thank you. Um, sick of it all. That was a really good one. Pete from sick of it all. What would what would their pancakes be? Probably like for some reason I just feel like pancakes with just a ton of chocolate on it. Maybe we ate pancakes <laughs> with a uh, pi hop once. That was fun. I don't know what he got. I think yeah. I'm just gonna chocolate chip with chocolate sauce. I don't know. Extra chocolate just, everything. For some reason, he just gives me a lot of chocolate energy. No, chocolate because chocolate cho- uh, chocolate has like caffeine in it, right? Oh, okay, and I got you. Pete is super crazy on stage for like a pink, like one singular pancake with a mountain of chocolate chips and complete like an ocean of chocolate syrup because he's very uh, crazy on stage, spinning around and jumping and all sugared up, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, maybe like, uh, Scott Vogel was a cool one, Kara. Um, maybe like, so he says his catchphrase is more stage dive. So maybe like pancakes, but all the ingredients are like falling off the edge. Like it dove off the pancake or something. I don't know. Amazing. Gabe, th- this is the content that, that the fans have been, have been wanting yep. this whole time. And yeah, this is a very odd turn, but it's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have all these pancake toppings, and while I'm eating them and cooking them, I'm going to be listening to those bands' discography the whole way. I'm gonna make a whole thing out of it. Good luck making the chocolate one. one. Oh, trust me, I I I'm not shy about chocolate. And Kellen, Kellen, if if Steve Steve was here, he'd really attest to it. But Kellen will attest, like when we were on tour. I am the dessert guy. When yeah, anytime we go out for food, anytime we, I'm always like looking for like a milkshake or a smoothie or an ice cream cone. I haven't eaten dinner yet all day. It was like, what's for dessert? Yeah, I'd I'd be already thinking ahead to dessert that night. I was I'm just the member of the band who with the sweet tooth guy. Like yeah, um, but if you need to make if you're gonna make the pea pancakes. You need a mountain of chocolate chips like this tall. <laughs> you need, and you need like 
for for like bo- bottles of water, but it's only bottles. Of, it's only like chocolate syrup. Oh man, oh. this sounds like something that would be on Epic Meal Time on YouTube. Just, have you ever seen that YouTube no, show? But... Yeah, they they just make stuff like this. And that's their YouTube content. To do a collab with them. I don't know if they're still a thing or not. I know. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, if, if they ever hit. Yeah, us you up sound like a boomer, Nick. I, I yeah. Well, I will attest to that. I'm the original. <laughs> See, there it is. There it is. You're already ahead what? of the game. <laughs> Let's go, game. Let's go. Chug, 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 Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! Yes, Atta boy, Gabe. If this I, was our, if this was our, our, our Twitch stream, I'd be hitting the, uh, the, the soundboard emotes. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hell I yeah, got Gabe. Off my face. That was good. You guys like should make a song about chocolate syrup in, in the music video. Just like cover chocolate syrup on you guys while playing your instruments or like at a show and you just cover yourselves in syrup. That'd be funny. Tell you what, Gabe, I think this is a great segue right here. So Kellen and I um, are starting to be uh, streaming on our Twitch channel a lot more often. And um, one thing that was really fun that Kellen used to do was he used to write songs with uh, everybody in chat. And um, what you're describing right now Sounds like a great opportunity for a Twitch stream yeah. if you'd ever be so kind as to join us. And we can write this song together with our yeah. audience online. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'm down and I'm free pretty much whenever. I would love to write a song with you, Gabe. I would be absolutely honored. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm down. Should we tell the story? Oh, I got I should I should tell the story about my hat I'm wearing right now. Oh yeah. So for, for those of you listening, um, uh, Gabe and his mom um, came to see uh, Stacked Like Pancakes uh, with Keep Flying and Kings of the Wild Things and Statements um, in Towson, Maryland. Let's um, say came to see Keep Flying with Stacked Like Pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you came to see Keep Flying and Stacked Like Pancakes was just kind of there inadvertently. Yeah, we were there. Gabe was front row, and I saw I saw this kid wearing a four-year strong hat and immediately thought, we're going to be friends. So the first chance I got when I got all my gear cleaned up and off stage is I had to come down and meet uh, – I had to come down and meet Gabe and introduce myself and say, that's an awesome hat. I want to let you know four-year strong is one of my favorite bands of all time. My favorite concert I have ever been to in my life was 2015 – with the story so far, four years strong, and terror, and what? that was one so of the far best. So far in terror and and what and four years yes. strong? Yes, and then there was an opening band called Souvenirs, and um, that was arguably my favorite uh punk show, like punk rock show that I had ever been in my life. It was the day that Story So Far released their self-titled album, which is today my favorite album because of this particular show because it was the first time I ever saw terror had no idea who terror was. And then I saw four years strong. I had been listening to them for years. That was the first time I ever got to see them. And also the story so far is my personal favorite band of all time. So it's crazy. It's just so funny Two like pop punk bands and then one like tough guy, hardcore band. They were awesome. And every, the crowd loved them. Eight, ate them up so it, as soon as i saw you wearing this hat i was getting flashbacks to that um awesome night that i had and i was i just had to come up and say something and the next night in philadelphia you were like came, came up to me and was like oh hey man i uh what's your t-shirt size you know i might uh, get you a, a merch thing i was like oh no you don't have to do that this and that he's like well do you want my hat and I was like, nah, man, you see your hat, you keep it and everything, trying to be all humble. And my very good friend, uh, John, from Keep Flying, dear friend of mine, uh, looked at me and he said, hey, bro, you should take the hat. He wants to give you your hat. And I was just so honored and humbled. And then I learned after that, uh, John said, yeah, Gabe's going to come up and play uh, a hardcore song with us tonight. 
And so I knew I had to get my four year strong hat on. This is a relic, man. And you were so yeah. kind as to sign it for me. So when your podcast blows up and when you blow up someday, I'm so happy to have uh, got in on it early, man. <laughs> yeah. honor. And it's an honor to be on your podcast, Gabe. I really appreciate you having us on tonight. Yep. Thanks for being on. Thanks for letting me sign the hat. And thanks for taking the hat. Because I have way too many hats. <laughs> a hot water music one, which my dad pretty much took to work always. I have a bulldoze one. I have nice. a ear cardboard one. I have a ton of others. But... Hell yeah. And, and you rocked the shit out of the stage playing Interstate last night. That's one of my favorite Keep Flying songs, too. Yeah, that's my favorite Keep Flying song, too. It's... Yeah, they, they are dear friends of ours. We love Keep Flying. Yep. Um, the reason we got into keep flying was because we went to a lesson Jake show. Uh, it was in Baltimore at the Rams Head Live, and we were like, uh, we heard we've never heard keep flying before, and they started playing, and we were like, oh my gosh, this band is amazing. And then, uh, we like talked to them after the show and learned that they're like hardcore kids in a ska band, which is yeah. just. That's right, and, and and John uh was on tour with uh Four Year Strong for for years and years. That's cool, um, but now yeah. they stay at our house like all the time. So that's awesome. Yeah, they are they are the nicest guys too. Ramshead Live, by the way, shout out to the staff and crew there. One of my favorite venues in the country, uh, that yeah. I've ever played at. Uh, they're it's absolutely fantastic, and would be honored to play there again in the future. Um, maybe on a tour with Keep Flying. Yeah, that would be nice. So we would uh, love to do another tour with Keep Flying. They're dear friends of ours. Yeah, yeah, you guys should. We're um, working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, we saw Lust and Jake again at the Friends Head Live. It was with different bands. Um, who's the middle band? Uh, Bowling for Soup. No, Voodoo Glow Skulls. Oh, oh Voodoo, Glow Voodoo Glow Skulls. Solios has opened up for uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls before. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I saw um in there, like, uh so on Spotify, Less Than Jake has a Less Than Jake in between sets thing that they play over the PA. And um while Voodoo Glow Skulls was setting up, Shoot the Moon started playing because that was on the thing. What are the chances? That's crazy. Wow. I know. Wow. Just... Crazy. Imagine like stack like pancakes setting up, and then you just hear I don't know uh SFFD or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. SFDD, uh, not SFD. Uh, so quit. Ironically enough, funny enough, you should bring that up. I can't remember which venue it was, but uh, that venue was playing the Spotify official Essential Ska playlist. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this, Kellen? I do it then Dreamcatcher is on there. And our song Dreamcatcher was on there. And it's like our least ska song, or one of our least ska songs. Somehow it's on this Spotify algorithmic playlist. I don't and know. It, yeah, and it got onto this playlist and not uh, mad about it. It's just no, like it's, it's not great. really a ska song. There's a ton of listens on Spotify because of it, yeah, because of that playlist. But we heard that and we're like, this is on the essential ska playlist. And yeah. we were loading our gear in and I'm, I'm like, oh, sh sure as hell. I'm like, what? Hey, how did this come on? And sh sure enough, the, the sound guy said, yeah, I'm playing the essential ska Spotify playlist. Yeah. So and it, it was like totally by accident. So yeah. from what you're saying, it sounds like the, the the less than Jake thing was kind of like on purpose. This was a total accident. And it was just a very hilarious moment I wanted yeah. to share. I mean, I don't think they did it on purpose. It just, their song was on the Between Sets thing. And just that song happened to come on while they were. So it was like, if they didn't put it on the playlist, it wouldn't have came on. But like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, interesting thinking back to when uh, we went on tour with, we had like Fish in 2016. I remember vividly Tom Ames, their um, uh, tour manager was very very specific to what songs and what artists were in the house music uh and yeah that all kind of makes sense putting this all together it's like yeah you don't want the artist that's about to perform 
to you don't want to hear that sound that music over the house i guess anyway i mean i, I probably wouldn't want to it's like no i paid money to to hear it live like in person i don't want to hear the mp3 file that i've heard already like i want to hear it live i don't know it is just kind of a silly moment if that does happen it's not that gabe are you world. familiar with a band called periphery uh so i know i haven't listened to them uh i've definitely heard the name and They're like a gent I- metal band from uh from maryland but i i've seen them a few times and every time um right before they're going to go on stage they have whoever's playing the house music they have them crank chop suey by system of a down and the crowd sing the whole crowd sings it loud and by the end of the song they come up on stage and it's great that's brilliant honestly yeah that's that is brilliant um i remember they were on a they were on a uh fest that i went to furnace fest you know furnace fest yeah i would love to play on furnace fest um i'm pretty sure we're free played Oh yeah, very uh progressive gent metal. Yeah, if you're into that, all that intricate stuff. Yeah, almost like animals as leaders, but like with their gent metal. Um, mm-hmm. but they have like they're mm-hmm. instrumental. Yeah. Uh, yeah, animals as leaders is instrumental. Periphery has a vocalist, but mm-hmm. um, I did see them together on tour before. Oh, nice. Periphery so are they always have a vocalist, right? Uh no, they always had a vocalist. And in, in fact, the guitar player from Periphery actually recorded and produced um an Animals Leaders album back in the day. Nice. Yeah, he also uh recorded and produced a Veil of Maya album back in the day. But I digress. I could talk about metal all day. I've been getting into hardcore um mostly because of you, Gabe. I've been listening to your podcast and uh getting into all the hardcore bands that you get on. Uh, terror included, you know, I, I reignited my love for terror. I never really got, you know, super hardcore into hardcore because I was always, you know, doing the ska thing and, and the punk thing. And, and I never like had an opportunity, but, um, when I saw you go up there and play with keep flying and that 60 second song, uh, I said to my friends, I was like, man, we got to start a hardcore band. And now me and my friends are starting a hardcore band and yourself as an inspiration so i i want to thank you for inspiring me to start my own hardcore band nice so um do you guys have a name yet snoozer Ooh. snzr snoozer snz oh you're doing Mm -hmm. that thing where you forget the vowels yeah that's like the new the, the new cool thing yeah nice i like that nice it's so, not a good name, but it's not a terrible name. It's just a name that, you know, it was just kind of a pulling out of a hat. It means nothing. I mean, hey, that's no different than Stack Like Pancakes, honestly. Yeah. And it just sounded like a good hardcore name. Well, uh, Stack Like Pancakes, though, has too many vowels. Like, you can't. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Really I, I say SLP, or I commonly refer to uh, refer to our band as the Flapjacks to my friends and family. Oh, they know nice. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a much better band name should have should have gone with that. The t- you know the, the toasters, the pie tasters, the flapjacks, the flapjacks. Ah, you know, missed must, opportunity. Mustard plug. We we could we could we had a a whole uh food opportunity. You know we could we could throw a food band ska festival. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, we we bring the pancakes. Mustard plug br- brings the mustard. The toasters bring the toast, and the pie tasters bring the pie. Yeah. And so, Gabe, I love, Gabe I love mustard up. on toast. And Gabe will open up with his new hardcore band. I saw you've been jamming with your friends. Yeah. Oh, did you see you, the thrash metal band that me and my friend are doing? You saw that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. guys sound awesome, man. Thanks. So it turns out there is a band called the Flapjacks with one song and uh, six monthly listeners. Oh, That's wow. Cool. It sounds like to we them. Do- yeah, good for them. Good job, Flapjacks. Great start. If you're watching, uh, yeah, hats off to, to the Flapjacks. Jacks. I guess I don't know how they sound at all. They could we be should... something completely random. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we should do a tour with the Flapjacks. It, it could just be, <laughs> it could just be farting into a microphone. I don't know. Just listen. Yeah. In that case, definitely doing a tour with them. Yep. <laughs> Flapjacks and stacked like pancakes. Now they need like waffle or something. Wow! Can you imagine French the toast? tour po- the, the tour posters for that? It'd be all sticky with syrup. Be mm-hmm. sticky. 
So, I digress. I digress. Yeah. So my favorite stacked like pancake song is S S F D D. Do you each have a favorite stacked like pancake song? Nick. My favorite stacked like pancake song is So Close Yet So Far. And that's because I'm biased because it was the first song that I got to play on the recording of. Oh nice. Which album's that on? It's a standalone. It's a it's a single that we released um two Januarys ago. A while ago now, but yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the first song that Stack Like Pancakes released since uh, 2018. Think of it that way. Nice. So, um, uh, oh yeah, oh, I think I don't know. Mine changes all the time, but uh, I think my favorite song. Eh. So, Dreamcatcher, even though it is just inherently not a ska song honestly that whole album that it's on strange creatures is not really ska at all um but we've already talked about how Dreamcatcher is on that spotify uh ska algorithmic playlist which is huge for uh um kind of like getting on getting um new listeners to listen to our music and potentially come out to shows but that that song in particular um and i feel like you can you can see a lot more of the emotion of it with the music video that we made for it um but i almost every time we play that song live i feel like i'm i get like almost in this like transformative state of existence uh there's something about the lyrical con content and context that like puts me on like uh, another plane when I'm performing it. Um, and for that reason, I think Dreamcatchers is one of my favorites to perform. Yeah. Nice. So what was the first punk or ska show you attended and how old were you? My first ska punk show, my first show, my first live show was Big D in the Kids Table nice. at at the Wrecker. Uh what was what was before known as Wrecker Theater. Um and uh that was actually the show that made me really cement my love for ska music and uh made me uh really want to start a ska band myself. Um, it was Big D. It was uh, a band from Hawaii called Go Jimmy Go, and a band, uh, a local band called the Skakabobs. Um, and then I think there's one other ba band, Westbound Train, actually, uh, is the name of the other band. Surprise! I just pulled that out of my head. Um, but uh, yeah, the lineup was insane. It was like just reggae ska and westbound train was more like punk i guess um ska punk uh but um yeah it just like it, that was a turning point for me that was my first actual live show and the show that made me want to be like yeah i'm starting a ska band whatever it takes i'm doing it that's awesome, man. I didn't I didn't even know that whole story. I just knew it was Big D in the kids' table. Yeah. Anyway, Gabe, um when I was uh a young lad, not too much older than yourself, um, my parents were not like your parents. Oh, I guess I should have said that was in middle school for me, but sorry, Nick, go ahead. Well, I was in seventh grade at the time. I had just turned uh 14 years old. And uh, I had been playing upright bass in uh, our school orchestra where I went to school. And there I befriended a couple of ninth grade boys who were a little bit older than me. Well, those two ninth grade boys had their own punk band called Middle Class Holes. And uh, they used to throw shows in their garage all the time. And um, they were just kids, too. I mean, they're ninth grade, but the other bands that would come play were full grown men and uh, a lot of like hardcore bands would come through and um, 
I'd be this little kid wearing like this um, Steelers t-shirt. Meanwhile, everybody else has shaved heads and mohawks. And uh, I was a total poser back then. But uh, I, I kind of earned my stripes in that scene, in the DIY uh, punk show scene. because, And I had to sneak my way in, too. And I had to kind of lie to my parents about where I was. Because if they found out that I was listening to punk music, you know, it was over for me. You know, I wasn't allowed out of the house. My parents were not into me listening to the same kind of music you do. So I'm telling you, man, you're living my dream, being <laughs> able to... Uh, having supportive parents taking you to see Bane and stack like pancakes and uh, listening to songs like SFDD. My parents would never let me do that. But as soon as I got my first taste of it, um, going to these little uh, DIY um, basement and garage shows, you know, that's when the, the fire really started burning for me. And the more and more my parents tried to suppress it, the more and more I wanted to do it. And um, that's kind of what led me to my lifelong passion of playing music and, and punk bands and playing ska music and all that. So I was I want to say I was seventh grade, 14 years old. And my first punk show was middle class holes at a venue called the Doom Bunker, which was my my friend's dad's garage. But we called it the Doom Bunker. And we had a bunch of hardcore bands come and play and. Yeah, those okay. were the days, man. I actually really like that band name, Middle Class Holes. Yep. That's oh. fantastic. Yeah, they were they were they were awesome. I think I think they saw it in like a movie or like a TV show or something. We're like, yeah, that's our name now, Middle Class Holes. Nice. Funny. So what is your favorite place you've toured in? What sorry, say that again? What is your favorite place you've toured in? Ooh. I have a, a bunch of places that are not my favorite we've toured in, but we're not going to talk about those. No, that was not the question. <laughs> my uh, favorite, um, I'll, I'll start. It's It wasn't really a tour, but it was my favorite Stack Like Pancake show we've ever played. And that was um, Warp Tour 2019 on the beach of uh, Atlantic, Atlantic City, City, New Jersey. Nice. Yeah. Um... With Keep Flying, by the way. I I think my favorite show was when we were on tour with Real Big Fish and we played in um Colorado Springs, Colorado at a venue called The Black Sheep. Uh and that we it was like a few I guess like probably five or six days into the tour um but you know real big fish is another band actually before i went to that big d concert that i mentioned earlier i was already listening to some bands and one of the main ones that i was listening to was real big fish so they're they're my idols like from the get-go it's like somebody showed me real big fish i'd never heard what ska was before and i was hooked um so to, for that to come full circle to be in a ska band and i guess the context that i should mention is that it took like two years straight of constantly emailing and messaging the uh agent the publicist the manager of real big fish find stalking them basically on facebook and and messaging them directly if i could uh uh and and it took like two years of that for to convince them to let this let stack like pancakes be on on uh, go on the road with them. Um, so the reason why that show is so important to me is because I can remember just watching Real Big Fish play after our set and uh, just breaking down in tears uh, with just content and and joy and happiness and relief honestly i i i i was like it was just like it, it, i am poured so much effort into getting to that point and that was such a massive milestone for the band at the time to to get on that tour with a internationally touring artist 
uh, it meant so much to me. Uh, still does to this day. And I think uh, that show at the Black Sheep, Colorado Springs in 2016 uh, was definitely, I'd say, at least top three shows for me. And uh, I believe that that moment is actually um, was captured on film, if, if I'm uh, not mistaken, right? It was actually. I think that video is still up on YouTube somewhere. It's on the Stacked Like Pancakes YouTube. See, Gabe, before I was in the band, I was a major nerd and a, a fanboy of Kellen's and Stacked Like Pancakes, and I had done a, many deep dives on the band I to consume as much as I could before. And if you go way back in the YouTube archives on the Stacked Like Pancakes uh, YouTube channel. The story that Kellen is telling is act was actually recorded and documented. And if you want to watch the the video of Kellen crying, it's actually very touching. If you want to look at our YouTube channel, and for those of you listening at home, yeah, yeah, I'll try to look for it. I guess, and I'll see uh Kellen crying like a baby. <laughs> it's a very wholesome moment. Yeah, yeah, but not crying like you know, like a baby in a bad way, in a good way. No, no. It's, tears of I joy. Was, I was crying like a baby. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yep. But good tears, not wah tears. Very good tears. Yeah. That's right. It was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, what was your favorite TV show when you were my age? Ooh, good one. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. Amazing. See, I was a deprived child and. Uh, my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time that we didn't really get much good like cartoon television growing up. My family did not. Uh, we didn't have like cable or anything growing up. We just had like the standard network television shows that were not nearly as good. Um, so I didn't really know. I knew what SpongeBob was, obviously, but did, hadn't really seen episodes of it unless I went over like friend's house. But uh. Did you have Looney Tunes, Kellen? That I feel like that Saturday morning on on Channel Fifty Three, you didn't have to have cable. But I remember every Saturday morning on Channel. I know this because my my grandmother didn't have cable, and she used to watch me a lot on the weekends. So every Saturday morning, I would put Channel Fifty Three on, uh, which was you know WB Warner Brothers, and Looney Tunes would come on. Yeah, TV. you you know what did come on TV a lot though was Pokemon, uh, and also. Uh, Digimon. Um, Yo, speaking of Digimon, Pokemon, and, 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 digital and, monsters. Digimon yes, are the champions like that is ingrained in my in my head and will live there forever. Literally, just today, my roommate was watching Yu Gi Oh, like the TV show Yu Gi Oh about the card game. Yeah, and it's just so cringy, man. Like, yeah, they'll have their. their yeah, he's watching over over across the room currently, and they'll be like these two people just chilling, like in a library or some random place, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to have a duel? Here, here, Brad, you come over here and tell this story." <laughs> it's not even that. The thing about it is, is it'll be like little, like middle school kids on the playground, and like one of them will get upset, and they'll be like, "You know what?" it's time to duel and then next thing you know they're in like this stadium surrounded <laughs> with like people or it's being like televised to the entire world and then they're like if you lose this duel you're never allowed to duel again and it's just dude it's so cringy it's just yeah. so cringy like but anyway it, i get i guess like you pokemon, don't need to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah it's yeah, yeah. No but pokemon definitely was one of the shows that i i remember watching probably about your age yeah I love Pokemon. Just um, I don't. I didn't get too much into the uh, show. I just mainly play the game and stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I like my my generation's attachment with Pokemon was more of like, like Gabe. How how many Pokemon cards do you own? The cards. I was up, up about to bring up the cards. Okay, so I do. I probably about four thousand. Oh Whoa! Jesus! Okay, never mind. That wasn't what I was expecting. That's incredible. Four thousand. This Maybe. kid has four thousand Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, have... Sorry, Pokemon cards, bro. That's my, crazy. my roommate also is... has I was a trying... lot of Pokemon cards. But <laughs> I he was does trying not to make a 4, point, 000. and I just got thrown. I, it was just thrown back in my face. But I, I so, but but what where I was going with that was Pokemon the cards. Before it was like it's really just about the the collectibles of it now. But I remember playing 
the Pokemon card game with my friends on like we would have the cards out on the sidewalk in front of our houses playing actually battling each other with these cards like i i remember doing that vividly and then i remember yeah. begging begging my parents to go to target and get a new pack of pokemon cards so that i could win against my neighbors on the sidewalk yeah. playing cards so like that so that developed into like the you know a love for an infatuation with the 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 main uh first what is it hundred and how many are in the first like main number of Pokemon? I forget actually at this point. One fifty one. One fifty one. Thank you, Gabe. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> the I fell in love with that. But if, uh, after the one fifty one, though, it's all kind of fuzzy for me. But like when the when I was grinding Pokemon, the the when it first like became like hugely popular. Yeah, better believe it. I mean, so I do play a uh, card game. I do. Yeah, I do actually play. It. I don't just collect them but i know a ton of people nice. just collect that's I'm awesome here. that you play it i feel like yeah i feel like that's not nearly as common a thing it's definitely more of a collectibles now yeah i don't know if i have four thousand, but i probably have something similar to that i know like a few years ago i counted and i had like two thousand so i'll probably like i'm, I'm gonna awesome. count and i'm gonna send you the exact number please do my i my family used to have a ton, uh, but that now it's in the hands of someone else now because we gave it to like goodwill before they were like valuable. We probably, yeah, we probably gave away what would now be like tens of thousands of dollars to be honest yeah. with you. So that's not depressing at all to think about. You could probably like win, like, um, when uh, people. Like back in the nineties, you could probably get like a first edition Charizard at Goodwill for a dollar. That's what, yeah. My family is the one that gave those cards to Goodwill, and <laughs> now they're worth tens of thousands. I think the highest like first edition Charizard was like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, that's insane. Wow, absolutely it's insane. For well, it's, it's two sheets of paper Pokemon card. It's two pieces of paper. It's smaller than two pieces of paper because it's not even two pieces of paper with printing on it. It's like a, a, the size, crazy. not the price of a house, like still. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, put a, yeah, you can put a down payment on a house, on this house that I just bought Yeah. with that money. Crazy. Oh, it's insane. My dad plays uh, Magic the Gathering and I'm trying to get into that some. Nice. Yeah, my roommate never... has has over four thousand magic cards. My roommate loves Magic the Gathering. My dad dude. probably has ten thousand. Ten thousand. Wow. He plays it so much. That's awesome. That's admirable. Hey, I if mean... you guys are ever in Pittsburgh and your dad is looking for someone to play magic against, my my roommate would love to play. Um, what's a commander? Commander is the name of the game that he plays. Pretty sure he plays commander too. Yeah, there we go. So if you ever guys are ever in the Pittsburgh area and he's looking for a formidable magic opponent, you know, formidable. Hit me up. <laughs> yep. Um, back on the topic of Pokemon, I so a few years ago I was really obsessed with Pokemon Go, and now I'm back into it. So yes, I love. But sadly, the closest Pokestop in Pokemon Go, that's pretty much how you get like items and stuff. It's like a mile away. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. I feel like Pokemon Go is coming back. Kind of so I for for work I'm a bartender and server and I very often uh lately have been seeing like I'll ask for people's drink orders or something and they'll be like in the middle of catching Pokemon like it's like yeah. oh please please stop bothering me I'm catching Pokemon it's like I'm trying to do my job and get you a <laughs> you know your 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 diet coke or your rum and coke or whatever whatever you want. Uh, but you're in downtown sorry. Minneapolis, bro. That's a prime Pokemon sorry, Go spot. Sorry that sorry that I disturbed you catching a Charmander. Uh, and, and I know, like, <laughs> anyway, sorry that was just me venting for a moment. But uh, there Hold my beer. I'm, ca I'm catching a Snorlax. Nice. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. It's funny. Um, yeah, Pokemon Go is fun. Just sometimes addicting. <laughs> Yeah, I never really got into Pokemon Go. I, I I feel like that 
was that a part of like like COVID times that that really started to blow up, or that was that be- that was before that? I think it died in po- in COVID because you can't really go outside. Yes, that's right. Oh, so it's like shiny Gyarados. Oh my gosh! Whoa, nice. That's pretty awesome. Forgot about that. Is that Kirby on your shelf? Yes. If I can get my uh, camera to stay put again. But yes, this is Kirby on on the shelf. Can't see it, but there's also a little teeny tiny Pikachu here. I love this new setup that you have, Nick. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you very much, Kellen. And um, by the way, everybody, tune into our Twitch uh, streams. That's twitch.tv slash slpancakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, why don't you go uh, tell the crowd a little bit more while I go show Gabe another item that I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so to kind to the to try and keep in in touch with our fan base what we've been doing with our twitch channel uh and what we've like committed to like a regular schedule of doing is uh on tuesdays i do a uh tuesdays with kellen cake is what we're calling it where i do a bunch of stack like pancake songs and cover songs and eventually i'm going to be getting into requests of people who watch the stream and uh what nick is going to be doing uh is the same thing on thursdays where he's going to be playing bass and singing uh to stack like pancake songs and cover songs and whatever people want to hear who are tuning into the stream uh it's a good time it's a great hang just for a couple of hours on tuesday and thursday uh so any any oh so yeah anybody who wants to hang out with us <laughs> look at gabe's eyes <laughs> um sorry sorry but nick no. i saw you have, i saw you have some fungo pops uh look at this oh those are awesome nice. i our copy of the yes. no way this was clearance at hot topic for 25 dollars, so we had to get it wow Amazing. that's a good one yeah i'll show, I'll show um, they're my roommate Brad's, but I'll show also, you. Also, uh, they're all naked, so you can all see. You can see their butt cheeks for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. That's that is very. That is very on brand for Blink One Eighty Two. But here, here's Brad's pop collection. Here. Oh, great angle of you, Nick. That was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I have some too. Um, that aren't just this, but yeah. Um, Trev, this is also missing a few things. They all have mic stands. We just didn't put them back in the box yet. Um. We had them out, but we just put them in the box because it's easier to hold. He has a he also has a hi hat, and there's two mic stands. So nice, that's awesome. Yeah. Is uh, Courtney Kardashian with him? Nope, <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> that's a new one they're working on. Um, yeah. So, what would be the coolest animal to scale up to the size of a horse? Oh, geez, coming out in left field with that one. Uh, I would this scale to the size of a horse. It'd probably be bad news for everybody, but can you imagine a bunch of horse-sized praying mantises going uh, around? That's gonna be chaos, but it'd be cool. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. After they mate, they uh they chop off the head of their mate. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty metal, man. Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine like you were just like in I don't know New York City. There are two praying mantises that just made it and then they uh bit off the head of the other one and it just smashes like cars and stuff yeah right? that was what not... a great uh terrible sci-fi action thriller that would be yeah the, actually the yeah giant you're right you're absolutely that, that right. sounds like a franchise dude like sharknado was a franchise this yep. is the next sharknado there's the the giant uh the giant praying mantises i'm trying i'm trademarking that let's go that's a million dollar idea and you know what we, we, we can use the money to, to pay for our next album yes how about how about a hummingbird a, hum, a giant hummingbird because just... if it was like a giant hummingbird i feel like i feel like you could fly it on it you yeah could, maybe you could ride them well they they flap like a ridiculous amount per second so like if i just like kill building they might just Destroy buildings. Yeah, that <laughs> might be like too fast at that point. Yeah, yeah. you don't want birds don't know. flying in. Uh, you know, I have birds flying into my window in my house, and that does some serious damage. Can you can you imagine a horse sized hummingbird size going hummingbird. through your window? Woo! That's um, an expensive uh insurance claim. 
Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking a woodpecker. Imagine if a giant woodpecker like started just oh, it's over. down trees. It's over. Yeah. Whole entire forests, man. They're just gone. Oh my God. Literally. Yeah. Taking down like a red oak and three pecks. Like that's crazy. No, it's not going to be three. It's going to be like two, one. You're right. Dead. Boosh. Like, it's crazy. I don't, like, I don't know how woodpeckers can go, like, they just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I'll have to ask Char- Charles Darwin. He was, he was big into birds and why they, why they are bird. Bored. B-O-R-D-S. Bored. Is the word. Bored. Ba-ba-ba, bird, bird, bird. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kellen. So if you could tell your 11-year-old selves anything at all, what would you tell them? Practice to a metronome. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yep. Um, I try to do that for, so, uh, you know Rush, right? Absolutely. So me and my friend are doing a cover band because we're doing an actual, like, hardcore band. It's not that thrash metal band. It's a different band. And we're doing a cover band to try to, like, fund it because there's this, like, old folks home that we might play at and get paid some. Nice. So um, we're going to be playing, like, classic rock and stuff. And That's we awesome. play YYZ by Rush. But I'm trying to figure out the that part. Yeah. I know it. It's just so hard. Um, so I'm trying to play it, like, to a metronome. Yeah, that is not an easy song. It's yeah, that's so a challenge. Hard. It is. That is a challenge. Uh, wait, what was the question? I feel like uh, I had uh, 11-year-olds. What would you tell your 11-year-old selves? If... Oh, um, uh, I, I, well, the first thing that came to mind, not specifically to a metronome, but keep practicing, period. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like we all go through kind of waves of where we, we practice and better ourselves and we grind it out and we do it really well. And then we go through waves of, uh, uh, kind of letting go of it and that's perfectly fine, but, uh, just keep it on your mind and keep, keep grinding, keep practicing. Yeah. The best way, if you want to play something really, really fast, I found myself the Half best way to, to a click. play it slow. Yeah. Don't speed it up until you can get it absolutely perfect playing it slow because my teachers, you know where your muscle memory is going to be. Yeah. And my, once te- you- my teachers in college, yeah, I, I, I remember like one of them said, if you can't play this solo half speed then you can't play it full speed like you have to play it half speed to a click uh before you can and then just bump that click up a little bit little bit little bit along exactly what nick was saying uh if you can't play a half speed you can't play full speed And if you can't do a half speed just do like quarter speed and then half that and then half that and then until exactly take it down to one note per minute if you have to yeah if you really need to But you will get it if you spend enough time and you keep doing that. You will get it, and it's like once you do, and I know you will, Gabe. And I know you will. And once you do get it, I would love to see the video of you guys playing YYZ to a bunch of old folks at a nursing home. I would love to see that. We'll definitely be uh, taking videos of the hell, man. Really, a show. It's more of a hell, yeah, man. Happy to hear it. Yeah. Um. Well, anything to add before we wrap it up? Talent? I don't think so. Um, we, I'm, I'm in a writing process right now. Um, uh, so we don't have any like dates set or anything for release. Uh, but I'm working on our next um EP. Uh, it's looking like it's gonna be an EP, not quite a full length LP, but uh, EP release uh early next year where we're having some conversations, uh, with Keep Flying and some other bands we want to do some more shows with. Um. So some stuff is in the works, even though we're relatively quiet right now. Um, so just following us on all the socials. We're on the new Threads app that people are uh, either excited or uh, 
I don't know, maybe not excited about. But uh, yeah, anywhere you have social media, we're there except Twitter because I think Twitter sucks. Mm, yep. The biggest uh, thing I, I would say is our uh, Tuesday, Thursday night uh, Twitch streams on Twitch TV slash SL Pancakes. Yeah, also, it, if you're not in our Discord, I invite everyone to please join our Discord. Yeah, uh, our fan base is the Pancake Nation, and our community is on our Discord server. So uh, hit up our website. You'll find an invite link to uh, join our Discord server and hang out with everybody in the Pancake Nation. It's a good time. And we yeah. can write a song about um, uh, chocolatey pancakes with Gabe. Uh, remember, you got to chuck that on the album. And I want 90% of money made for helping write it. Yeesh. All right, deal. No. All right. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have we'll have our secretary give your secretary a call. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thanks for doing the podcast. So. Thanks so much, Gabe. Thanks for having us on, Gabe. It's been an absolute pleasure. And an You're honor. the best. You're the best. Yep. Thanks so much. So thanks to Kellen and Nick for joining me today. And thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Until next week. Bye.